a weird thing. I had everything set. <laughs> I did the tweet and it was like, hey, you're not recording. Even though I did hit the record button, right? I hit the stream starting soon button. I don't know. A- anyways, we are here. Episode. And now that thing didn't update. I, Hey, man. <laughs> I, sw- I re- absolutely remember doing this because I changed it episode 45 like it should be mm-hmm. there we go everything is good to go except i also didn't update twitch but you know what who cares at this point i am testing out some new fancy things and i'm excited to try them out uh i i think i mentioned it last week or maybe the week before that i had been playing around with those ndi plugins yeah. and I, I was like i think i'm able to do like a two PC streaming setup so I can be on my laptop to do all the internet stuff. Uh-huh. And I don't have to like have my my main computer do that and it will like automatically put the internet stuff, the stuff that's on my laptop screen onto OBS which is on my Mac on a completely different computer and I think it's working. So, boom, there you go, testing it out. <laughs> <laughs> right now, Melissa can't see it, but it's up. We no, could, I'll watch later. We, we could go to YouTube and watch videos without her. It would be what? amazing. <laughs> just, just, I want to join. Just, <laughs> just you and me, you guys. <laughs> this is episode 45 of the Whatnots Captain's Log. My name is Kyle Springer. That's Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa, how are you doing? I'm good. It sure is me. I forgot I had a disc inside my laptop, and then suddenly... A disc inside your laptop? How did... Yeah. Yes. What is this? 1995? I, it was TurboTax. Huh? I did my taxes last week. I had to ah, see how much money gaming. Missouri was going to get. <laughs> yes. This is as close as I get to PC gaming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I forgot I had TurboTax still in here. <laughs> no, it cost a whole $40. I forgot I still had the disc in there, and then suddenly the computer just started whirring up. Like, you you didn't do this when I first turned you on. Like, 15 minutes later, you're like, hold on. That's what, what she is said. this? <laughs> I have to be loud about it. <laughs> so you saw me make a face a couple minutes ago and i'm like what yeah, why I, is my computer making a noise i i saw you fiddling with something i was like it and it was, i had like, i had to try to take wrong. the disc out as quietly as possible for the audio it doesn't matter <laughs> things are happening you might hear the dogs in the back around my roommates we're about to go to walmart uh, and invited me, but I I was like, hey, I I have the podcast stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Here we are. Um, I have a couple of things to talk about. Some yeah, in, some interesting, interesting stuff. And they they all week. they all kind of at, at least my stuff. I, I haven't really looked at your stuff except the one thing about uh, Melissa's soul being on fire because Twitter is making fun of St. Louis food. Let's start with that. <gasps> What is this? Yes. Because I, because I, I, I saw you tweeting about this. I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. So somebody posted a picture of bagels. Now, mm-hmm. are you familiar with the Panera bread? Yes. 
I know what okay. bagels are, and I know what Panera bread is. Okay, thanks for <laughs> confirming you know what a bagel is. That is from here. Not bagels as a concept. Panera bread is from here. Around here, it's just St. Louis Bread Company. We all call it Bread Co. here. Okay. They do offer a, a way of slicing bagels called bread slices, where instead of being sliced in half horizontally, it's mm-hmm. sliced in a bunch of little slices vertically, like a loaf of bread. Sure. This is not the everyday bagel slice. This is what you get if maybe you're bringing a dozen bagels into the office and you got a bunch of different flavors. And here, look, now there's little chunks. You can take as much as you like. You can try all the different flavors. And it's not like, oh, somebody took the top half of a bagel and now there's a bottom half just lying around all lonesome in the box. Yeah. That's what bagel slices is for. And a picture of a bunch of like bread sliced bagels got out there on the internet as like a St. Louis thing we do. Even though I'm pretty sure any Panera bread you could go to, you could ask for this and they Does do that it. Thing. Yeah. yeah. Certain certain fast food restaurants do certain things in different regions and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Because there's this whole thing of like chicken skins. Like yes. I, I, if if you've had fried chicken. One of, like, my favorite p- parts of that is the skin on yeah. the fried chicken. But there's certain places where I think, like, KFC, like, you can just get that. Like, if you're just like, hey, I want, like, your extra chicken skins, they'll give you all there of the, like... There isn't extra chicken skin. Well, look, you can get just the f- fried skin at certain just things. Or, or, yeah, certain stuff like that. <laughs> Just skin, please. Uh, apparently, my Oop. video is lagging oh. on my end, um, which I do not know how to fix that. Thank you, Sam, for the heads up. On Thanks, Sam. That. Sam um, can back me up about this. She's another fellow St. Louisian. Yeah. Yeah, the the weird bagel slices, bread slices thing. It's things. not weird. It's I, okay, very cool. practical. It's just practical in very specific circumstances so you don't see it often. So the picture gets out there and everybody's like, what is St. Louis up to? And the Twitter has been filled with pictures of like, okay, I jammed a hot dog the wrong way through a hot dog bun and splashed a bunch of ketchup on it. That's St. Louis style. I made a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, but the peanut butter and jelly on the outs- is on the outside, and it's just bread to bread in the middle. That's St. Louis style. And we have – our food is weird, okay? We've got strange food. We make a type of pizza here that nowhere else in the country they make pizza like this. So Sam says, I don't agree with bread sliced bagels. They've got a purpose. <laughs> It's a very specific purpose, but they're there for something. It's not madness. Yeah. I don't know. It feels like it's just supposed to be sustenance. Like, here's leftovers. What, the bagels? You you think it's some sort of extravagant lifestyle we live in? We're just like, like that's, make that's the bagel slices to, That's not smaller. what you're supposed to do with the bagel, though. What do you mean? Like, no, who's who's the how... bagel lord? Who uh, set these rules down? Probably one of the, like, New York bakeries that make really, really good bagels. They would know. And they don't do that, as far as I know. I've never heard that. But who knows? <laughs> the bagels are different. 
It's a, it's a Midwest style bagel. It's slightly breadier and it can hold up to that delicate little slice. And we've got a variety of delicious flavors. Cranberry walnut is a favorite of mine. Blueberry is good. French totally It's fantastic. And if you've got all the bagels and you want to try a little piece of everything, what are you going to do? Just tear a chunk off of one circular bagel slice and leave it there all lonely? This is why they offer the little bagel slices for samples. Weird. So now this, hard to interrupt. Now, <laughs> Melissa, your camera has frozen. Skype is telling me we have a poor connection. And it looks like my camera has now maybe caught up to where it's supposed to be. And I'm not lagging behind. I have no idea, but... Let's see if we can get Melissa back, because I can't even hear you yeah. right now. You can't hear me! I can hear you now. For a se second there, there was nothing happening. But your camera is still frozen. Ugh. I can see me, and that's what's important. I don't <laughs> need the approval of others. I can I have mean... whatever bagel I want, whatever way I want. I mean, it's it's stuck on you, like, in the middle of a word, so you're just Ugly. like... Ugly. Gross. <laughs> Kyle, please replace that picture of me with a, a beautiful shot of the arch. And you're back now. Oh, thank goodness. It, okay. It, it, it was like, I don't want to get re replaced. <laughs> I'm glad it's cooperating. Yeah. Okay, so St. Louis Pizza. We have a thin and crispy crust here. Okay. Some people have, like, outsiders will describe it as eating pizza that's, like, on a cracker, but this is not true. It's not brittle. It's not crunchy. It is light, a little flaky, and crispy. I, I struggle today trying to think of something to compare it to. Because mm -hmm. if you get, like, the thin crust pizza at, like, a Pizza Hut or something, no, completely different. This is fantastic, artfully made crispy thin crust it's exactly what that kind of pizza is supposed to be and we have a, a special local cheese called provel cheese it's like provolone but it's richer creamier a little saltier amateur vel cheese i mean if there's pros a pro only level. kyle you're gonna get out of here you're <laughs> gonna get out of here level, we're gonna executive there has to be champion an city level. <laughs> nope we're gold stars only around here it's good. They're good together. You've got this rich cheese, and people are like, no, it's like eating melted plastic on a cracker. And I'm like, yeah, if you leave it out for a long time, don't take the old, cold pizza and say, that's what it's like all the time. No, you get it hot and fresh from Cecil Whitaker's, all their beautiful toppings, like the full bacon strips on there, mm -hmm. the nice, healthy chunks of a green pepper, it's colorful, it's beautiful, it's delicious. I believe I've told you about toasted ravioli before. I don't know. I don't think so. This is, okay, you're familiar with a ravioli to begin with. Yes, I, I know what ravioli is. Okay. You take that, you bread it, you deep fry it so that then it's crispy on the outside. Like, a, like the outside of a mozzarella stick, kind of. Picture a mozzarella stick. But it's a ravioli and it's got like the meat in the middle or whatever you want. You know, gotcha. you could have a cheese one. Yes, we know we fried them, but we call them toasted. 
please let us have some dignity. Let us keep this for ourselves. They're toasted <laughs> raviolis. They're tea ravs. We live and die by the tea rav around here. I don't feel like where I'm from has any kind of signature. What does Virginia food? eat? Are food? do you you guys do you guys I'm sorry. I'm I'm gonna sound like a real dumbo. Do you guys touch the Atlantic? Are you are you yes, we're seaside? On, we're on the coast, yeah. So you probably have seafood. Uh, which we get less of because we just touch the Mississippi and in Virginia I don't know, Beach. Yeah. And then once you get closer to DC, you got the Chesapeake Bay. It's it's mainly up in like Baltimore is where you'll get the good okay. seafood. But that's in Maryland. But mm-hmm. like Virginia, DC, Maryland is all right up there. So there you, you go. But yeah, you we, guys we don't really have like weird food stuff that that the internet can complain about. We do. We are in the crossroads of America. We're a great melting pot of people. I I like to think of us as the gooey city. I don't believe a single other person does this, but this is my nickname for where I live. St. Louis, keep it gooey. Another one of our specialties is the gooey butter cake. The gooey butter cake. Yes. What is I have, this? This is a cake that the top layer of it is, it's gooey. It's gooey. It's buttery. It's a little bit like, okay, the the, the criticism people have are like, is like, well, it's like you just made the standard yellow butter cake and you didn't cook part of it. Like, no, it's not battery. It's buttery. There's cream cheese in there. It's rich. It's gooey. It's gooey. in, instead of like a normal cream cheese icing, it's like a more buttery, eggy version. Yes. Interesting. I, this is difficult to describe, but Kyle, uh, I that, promise yeah. you, should you come to our fair city, I, I got places to take you. There's the gooey butter cake, the pizza, the tea wraps. Fitz's soda's fantastic. It's Nobody's soda. brought. We've got this local soda bottle works that makes incredible sodas, root beer, cream soda, orange, cardinal cream soda, because, you know, we got to put the sports and everything, all the sodas, and they're delicious. And you go to the restaurant and you can get smiley fries, even if you're an adult. It's what I get every time I'm there. One giant, giant float and smiley fries, please, for me, the adult. I I don't feel like I've had smiley fries since I was like three years old. (laughs) They've got them here. You can order them at any age. I'm sure you can still get them in in the store, but like we just have we have the normal ones. We have the crinkle cut ones. You can get the waffle ones. I'm sure you can get the curly ones. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much it for like. French fry styles. Look I guess the one, we're, the one we're missing is the smiley face ones. See? We're a city that's happy to be us. <laughs> Unless it's like the, the upside down emoji. Just like, well, I guess we're here. <laughs> it can also be that, yes. That's, that's one of my favorite ones. I feel like that a lot. There you go. So you, so you, you also went to some kind of uh, the the Max Fun meetup. You you mentioned this to me, yes. I think last week or the week before. I don't mm-hmm. remember. But this this is like it's 
it's not exactly a con. Is it a con? No, 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 no. Okay. Maximum Fun is a podcast network. Right. This is the network that has uh, My Brother, My Brother and Me, The Adventure Zone, Judge John Hodgman, Jordan, Jesse Go, like tons and tons of really great shows on there. I listen to a lot of them. And they, uh, every. What's the one that we did for the review show? Didn't oh, we Bubble. We did an episode about Bubble, which yeah. is their like scripted uh, audio comedy show. Yeah. Yes. So every spring, Maximum Fun has a big pledge drive, like those old PBS pledge drives. And they just ask people Viewers to. like you. Yes. Listeners like you. <laughs> you donate at all these different levels. You get cool perks. I haven't done it this year, but in previous years I've donated and I've got like cool enamel pens, a really neat stationary set. Their logo shaped like a rocket ship, so I got a pen shaped like a rocket ship. It's neat. Our yeah. logo is like a rocket ship. You should steal all of their pens. I've got and the then one pen with another pen. Cross out their name and write our name, <laughs> and then resell them. <laughs> pens for sale. Get your pens here. Yeah? <laughs> and every spring is part of this pledge drive. They encourage local communities to have max fun meetups, like sure. any place where the co-hosts themselves actually live, the various you know staff and stars of the podcasts. They will d organize a local meetup at like a bar or restaurant or some sort of local venue, and everybody just comes and hangs out and talks about podcasts. And it's a really great community thing. I went to one in St. Louis two years ago that was super fun. I met a bunch mm -hmm. of people from there. And it's just a local Facebook group full of people who love this podcast network. Yeah. And there's little local meetups. This is how I met my roommate. Okay. <laughs> she listens to the same podcast. and She's like, hey, guys, who wants to come hang out at this board game bar? And we all hung out at the board game bar. She's like, I like sense. you. And, you know, then a couple months later, we're like, let's move in together. And then we had other Max Fun people like, come help us move couches and stuff. It's great. So I went to the meetup this week uh, for the Max Fun Drive, and it was at some local bar called Narwhals, which makes frozen cocktails. Like, they're just alcoholic slushies. I, I, I don't care what they make. Their name is Narwhals, and it's great. It, it was <laughs> great. It's just 10 of us sitting out in the back patio drinking, like, big alcoholic slushies and playing trivia. And it was a grand old time, and we're going to hang out more. Sweet. Sounds good. I think, um, I, I know Kind of Funny does a lot of, like, community meetups and stuff like That's that. That's fun. And uh, they, 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 I mean, like, the community can meet up whenever they want to, to but they, they, since they often, like, travel and go do uh, uh, other mm -hmm. stuff, they'll often be like hey we're gonna be in kansas city missouri why don't we do one in kansas city missouri yes. and then you know they'll they'll be like we'll be here on this date let's go to this mm -hmm. bar and all that stuff um which is i think where they're at like right now because isn't oh. uh some i, I think planet comic-con yeah they're they're gonna be doing a bunch of panels oh, that's cool at that yeah i went to that um, con last year and it's a really good one yeah, I think Greg Miller is going to be interviewing a bunch of like actors that have played Superman because he huh. he's a big Superman fan. 
so he's he's talking to like Dean Kane and some characters from Smallville and stuff mm. like that. So there there you go. Um and yeah, but they, but they they like I've I've not gotten a chance to uh go to like a community made up thing. I've seen some people in a similar like on the like east coast like oh they're up in maryland or stuff like that or you, you know so it's like okay you're like three hours away i'm not gonna go up there but okay <laughs> <laughs> but uh they do a lot of stuff like that so you went to this one this max fun one what uh what all did did you do you mentioned the alcoholic slushies and tri- trivia how did, did yeah how did that go trivia was fun there was um uh, the, they've got TVs around the bar, but they're not for sports. They were for trivia. They may be for sports at other nights, but this was a, sure. an all trivia night. And he's showing a lot of images as part of the trivia game. And there was a category on 90s cartoon villains. And he's just showing all these pictures and you're supposed to name like the character and what show they're from. Yes. And that would when be he amazing. Puts, <laughs> we did really well. I named the villain from Wacko's Wish the Animaniacs movie. I there was an Animaniacs movie that was like out of continuity. It's set in like a medieval fantasy land. The, it's the villain from that, a movie I have not seen since I was like 14 years <sighs> old. And I'm like, oh, that's Wacko's Wish. I know that guy. And they're like, how do you know that guy? Like, to me, Animaniacs is one of those cartoons that was just kind of always like I don't ever remember a specific episode about that show. I remember like specific moments or like yeah. gags. Like, of course, we all remember the hello nurse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's them like learning the states and they have that whole song. Yes. And I, it's like, that's what I remem- remember. And that's it. In high school, I was taking like a basic computer graphics course. And the week before spring break, the teacher he was just says it was a Christmas movie. They aired the uh, Oh yes, Wish it was on Cartoon Network every cr- Christmas. Every fucking mm-hmm. Christmas. I think says. even the screenshot of this guy had a little Cartoon Network logo on the corner. But nice. I had this really chill teacher in high school. And the week before spring break, he said, Okay. I'm going to issue you a special challenge over spring break. When you come back the first Monday after spring break, I'm going to give you all spring break to do this. Mm -hmm. If anybody can memorize the nations of the world song from Animaniacs and recite it for me the day after we come back from spring break, you can just have an entire week of free time. I'm not going to make you do anything. (laughs) (laughs) That's so I did it. And I still know most of that song 10 years later that's weird so i'm looking up uh Mm -hmm. i have i'm pulling up the trailer to wacko's wish Uh uh-huh while we talk i have the sound off but yeah it's like christmas time i see pinky in the brain yeah they're all in there mindy buttons the good feathers I don't. I don't even know who the good feathers are. The good feathers are those three pigeons. Oh, okay, that makes sense. I I will uh go away from that because I don't want to get claimed on stuff. But uh, huh? Yeah, I I I 
don't remember that one. That I do. We were we were talking about like cartoons we watched when we were a kid, and I'm like, yeah, uh, that's saw all I did. So I saw all of them. Uh, the c- collective reaction to win. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, you put screen. up a picture of Mojo Jojo, and I swear everyone in this bar was like, oh. <laughs> and they didn't do this for a single other one of these villains. And some of them are like pretty well-known villains, and they're not all. Who else obs- was on there? Um, Mandark. Okay. Uh, the- Mandark. but he pulled out the mandark laugh which i have not thought about in years and it made my soul feel so light and pure what about him did they do him they had to have done him well they they did mojo jojo you can only fit in one from a show roger angelica the principal from daria Him was amazing. <laughs> what an icon. I know, right? Him was the best. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think I I wouldn't last in any of that stuff. Do you do you do trivia? No. Have you done trivia? Like I like I I I'm not like a trivia kind of person that's not what my oh. brain latches on to mm-hmm. but there are certain things that i that I just have like a fairly decent memory on or i mm-hmm. like I, I can talk about comics for a long long time especially like post-crisis era comics from the late 80s early 90s <laughs> like and it, like it's just like it's stupid st- but it's not even like trivia stuff Mm-hmm. It's like who was the guy that wrote the this in 1992? But for I was like, I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I, I can like sit there and explain storylines and stuff like that. That's so. important. This will come in handy at some point. Trivia out there has gotten so specific, oh, you yeah. could run into a question, an entire round of I, questions that's all about post-crisis DC comics. I, I don't know if I mentioned it. On an episode that you were on, it may have been one of the ones that Eric was on. Um, it, it, it was a long time ago, but uh, in Amazing Spider-Man, uh, not too long ago, it was issue six. I, b- I think you believe. did tell me about Spider-Man this. Spider-Man goes to a trivia night, or Peter Parker goes to a <laughs> trivia night, but he goes with his roommate, who also happens to be a villain, so, uh, but he goes with his roommate in as like his roommate is the villain. So <laughs> they go to this bar that all of the bad guys hang out as, and he's just like, "This is my roommate, Peter Parker." Blah blah blah. And they, you know, they, they all don't know who he is, <laughs> and he's all just like, "Oh my god, that that's this guy. That's this guy." You know, I'm surrounded by all of these. What if this goes bad? And they start doing a tr- a trivia night. And it happens to be Spider-Man themed. And I so he knows this. them all. And he's just like, I got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was fantastic. <laughs> it was great. So I I have a weird question for you. Yes. Um I so I 
always try to kind of update my parents on good like the latest technology yes. and be like guys you, you you don't need a vcr anymore no one you they don't even make them anymore <laughs> you know um i i convinced my parents to get rid of cable uh oh. they had that for a long long time and uh instead i i uh I convinced them to get Sling TV because my dad still wanted some news and some sport stuff. So I was like, all right, let me find you a cheaper yeah. option because they, they have stuff like that out there. And uh, mm -hmm. I, I, I got them in Alexa for Christmas um, and they, they, they have that thing now. They're loving it. Even though I, I, I don't know if I mentioned it on, on here, but I spent like an hour and a half trying to help them uh reinstall one of their wi-fi light bulbs that i because i i got, I got mm -hmm. them the echo dot and a wi-fi light bulb so they could be like hey make the lights purple make the lights that you know um mm. and somewhere along the line they screwed it up and uh like it it stopped working and it, it had huh. to be a thing that you had to reinstall um and and uh so I, I was like all right here's what you need to do you need to follow all these instructions and it it just didn't work and they just were like, were not good at following the instructions oh, and stuff no. like that but she's dead well for now un un until i can go in there and reinstall it again so mm -hmm. next christmas <laughs> oh a whole year in limbo um, poor they, alexa they still like my, my parents are super into into the like music trivia from like name this band from the 70s and oh and yeah do a song snippet and you have to get, get guess it um but one of the things that i've been thinking of telling them to kind of get into is youtube yes of, of just like hey this is another example of how pe people are consuming like content and tv shows and all and, and on all, all sorts of stuff and i i i watch a number of podcasts mm -hmm. on youtube i I'm, I'm not a big youtuber i kind of came late to the game um but i i'm toying around with the idea of if i made my parents get a youtube account which they already have one because they have a, G a gmail yeah. account like who would i subscribe them to to be like you guys would like this stuff here's a good mix of everything and you guys can find some like cool science stuff or some like yeah. tech reviews or some some cooking tutorials or yes. some like sports something you know like who who would all of those channels be and i think it was last week or the week before we kind of mentioned i i think i asked who your favorite youtubers were and i i i feel like we didn't get too far down they're the not thing. all good for parents yeah they're but not like not safe for work but just like par my parents are not going to get brutal moose eating a bunch of pot pies with a blindfold on exactly they're not gonna get it like I, it's not inappropriate it's just too weird i i just so i'm i'm trying to like it, i'm i'm now seeing this as a challenge 
of, of like it's fun i'm excited who, who, too who, who who can i have them subscribe to so i i'm not super f- familiar with many youtubers out out there this would m- be more for my mom than my mm-hmm. dad but i know if i put if, if if i can find enough you know stuff that my dad will like then i'm sure when my mom has something on he'll sit there and watch it um one of the ones i think my mom would really like is uh the slow-mo guys Uh, yeah they're fun and i i i've i'm I'm a big rooster teeth fan i Mm -hmm. listen to the rooster teeth podcast i see gavin all the time but i tried to show my parents the rooster teeth podcast and it's one of those things that they don't get but so what exactly is a podcast i thought (laughs) podcast was audio is this what are they why why are they cussing that like (laughs) that's allowed on tv it's it's not it's not on tv it's like this is youtube it's like people can upload their own videos and stuff but yeah but don't they do like tutorials on youtube isn't that what they're like cat videos like isn't that's like well yeah that's on there but you can also do like so like it just hasn't registered for them like the entirety of what it can be that tutorials is mostly what my dad uses youtube for i don't think my mom has ever touched the thing on her own but my dad Mm-hmm. The one thing my dad has ever used YouTube for was uh, he – so it, when TVs made the switch from, like, the mm-hmm. antenna to the d- digital signal, um, like, all, like Best Buy, Target, Walmart, all that stuff, you could then buy adapters or, like, the digital antennas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he knew that it, it was a thing like, hey, you're, you're somehow you're supposed to be able to get your local channels. Yeah. So he YouTubed it and oh. he found some like DIY home, like how to build a homemade antenna for the thing. He was like, oh, just get some wire and strip it down and do this and stick it in the back of your, t- of your TV like this. And it's just this really shady like hodgepodge like why is this loose wire just sticking in there and out of this thing but it it works and it works perfectly and and i'm like dad you know you can get one for like 10 bucks and it's an official one and you can just like stick it in and it looks nice (laughs) (laughs) he's like yeah but this is free it's like yeah but it's like this ugly ass wire 200 knives you can spend the 10 (laughs) dollars to buy one professional digital adapter but like like stuff like that baffles me of like why was my dad so adamant about this like why why was this the one thing of like i'm going to youtube this um my dad but hmm? Go ahead. I was just saying, like, my dad knows YouTube is the place to learn how to do things. So he's a big woodworker and he's looking up all these different tutorials on different techniques now to use the equipment. And, like, he wanted to learn how to install LEDs on his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. And he's just watching tons and tons of LED tutorials. It's that. And he looks up old clips from Whose Line Is It Anyway? Because it's great for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's what YouTube is for for my dad. I have a little playlist of videos I want to show them. Sometimes they will let me sit them down and show them YouTube videos. My mom's a lot more agreeable to it. 
And cooking stuff really is a winner. It's so entertaining. It's educational. You learn stuff. It's great for everybody. Like, everybody can get into a cooking show. Yeah. So I definitely recommend Binging with Babish. Uh, and the Bon Appetit channel does really interesting stuff. Like, they have a gourmet pastry chef on there who spends her time trying to remake junk foods. Like, I'm going to make a from-scratch gourmet version of a Pringle. And I sat my mom down and we watched one of these. Yeah, it's like the whole thing about Pringles that once you pop, 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 the fun don't stop. You can't just make a single Pringle. Well, she's not making one Pringle. She's like, how many can I make just by myself in the kitchen? Once you make them, you you, you just can't stop. Forever. It's like being trapped in a dark old fairy tale. Yeah. Um, Yeah, cooking. Stuff so is great. Sam says that Sean uses YouTube almost exclusively to learn car and lawnmower repair. Sean, car there's stuff so much would be out there. perfect for that. Like all of the like DIY, how to fix your sink, how to unclog your toilet, mm-hmm. how to do all that stuff. Like that's that stuff is is great on there. Uh, what is this thing? Binging with binging Babish. with Babish. I'm gonna go to her for his. Yeah, uh, that's not his name. His name is like Andrew. Babish is a some sort of a pop culture reference I don't think I get. But what he does is that he makes food from TV and movies. He just Whoa. recreates it as closely as he can. And then he's like, okay, this is nonsense and it's, it's not good. Now I'm going to take the basic concepts and show you how to really make this. And he's also got a really good basics line of... This is just good cooking. This is what you do with a chicken breast. This is how you season a cast iron pan. This is how you make you know, a great soup or bread or pie or anything. And he's he's so entertaining. He's got a beautiful voice. It's just calming. A lot of nights I will put on just one or two binging with Babish videos like before I go to sleep. Interesting. So I'm... I have one of his videos up right now, and it's uh, the cake from Portal. And I want to see this cake because I feel like this cake is a lie. <laughs> no, it's, it's real. He's going to do it. I watched that one, and it is fun. Yeah, I'm looking at the playlist of videos like I wanted to show my parents, and it is a lot of binging with Babish. Um, oh, there's a really... Uh, another thing I really like YouTube for that is good for, for showing your parents are the just general fact learning videos. Tutorial stuff's good, but this is stuff like today I found out is great. Uh, real life lore. Half is interesting. The videos that are just like, Hey, here's a thing you always wanted to know how it works. And this is how it works. Or here's a weird fact from history. That stuff is great. You can watch those for hours and they're pretty short. And at the end of the day, you learn stuff. This is why I watch so much YouTube lately. I like that it is just a person or a very small group of people that just want to teach you something. And you can sit there and you can just learn all day without like, like I'm not a documentary sort of person, but I could watch like a documentary length's worth of little YouTube videos about little factoids. Yeah. So, so yeah, something like that would be fantastic, especially for my mom. Cause she, she likes c- cooking shows and stuff like that um 
but yeah, the like so I've I've just barely started to, to look on this thing. I actually wasn't subscribed to the slow mo guys, um, mm-hmm. but then I was like, I'm actually gonna go check out their channel and yeah. see what this stuff is. And they j- 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 just released one where they filmed the speed of light. Huh? Amazing. It, it was fan- fantastic. But yeah, so something like that, some cooking thing. Uh, I I figured maybe even like i justine of just like here's some oh like, just a fun vlogger yeah, here's here's a fun yeah. vlogger k- kind of tech reviews they'll yeah you know, they'll, you'll at least be familiar oh, with some of the latest okay. products and stuff like that we mentioned good mythical morning that's recently. fun yeah they might like some of that who knows Okay, know. I've got, I'm, I know we have other topics to get to, but I've got two more channels to suggest to you. If they like tech stuff, there's a great channel called Lazy Game Reviews. And I think he did start out mostly as a game reviewer, and that he still does that sometimes. But he's a big, old-school PC tech head. And he will find some weird old product, like a QCAT scanner, and just tell you about it. And this is the company that made it and the history of it. And this is what it looks like. And he will like get it from the internet. And uh, it's not like an unboxing, but he's like, this is the product. This is how it came packaged. Look at all of this old documentation. Nick click digital camera and CD-ROM. Yeah, he does videos MSRP on just... in 99 was $69.99 US dollars. He does Damn. videos on just obscure, weird old technology, just explaining to you what it was and how it fit into the landscape of the time of technology. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to try and use it today and I'm going to show you what it does. He's great. He's another just like guy with a real nice calming voice. He's my favorite for putting away laundry specifically. <laughs> for putting away laundry? Oh, I don't know for, for what you. I was like, he has videos about how to put away your laundry. Like you just said, he was a tech blogger. I, and he's my favorite among the many other channels I watch that tell me it's how to. What put you away my do while you watch is I got get it. Okay, okay. Another <laughs> channel that I think could be fun for parents. Have you heard about the marble runs or the marble Olympics? No. This is a guy, if you just look up Marble Olympics, it's one guy. His name is like Jelly's Marble Runs or something like that. He has tons and tons of marbles. And he builds these courses for them. And he just runs them down like an obstacle course. And they race. And they're marbles. He has them do all these sorts of little like marble sports. And he films them and commentates on them exactly as if they are professional sports. And I showed one of these to my dad, and it's done exactly like the Olympics were, like the last Olympics. It's the same exact aesthetics, the same style, super high-quality camera. His narration is, like, absolutely smooth and professional-sounding, and it's just marbles rushing down a track, and he's got all the marbles like into different color-coded teams. And he's like, yeah. well, the Pinkies have got an early lead, but we will see if the Orangos can, you know, rise up to meet them. And I showed one of these to my dad, and I'm like, there's no punchline. This isn't a joke. This is it. <laughs> this is it. Just watch Marbles race. And it's it's riveting. I love it. Yeah, we're watching one of them right now. <laughs> so weird 
there's so much stuff on yeah. YouTube. And there's it's so ridiculous. much stuff like you did dream. Sam mentioned uh, Wonder Hell Gaming. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's I'm gonna her. Look it up. That's what? That's her. Oh. She's a Twitch stream sometimes. She does a, a Zelda randomizer of some kind. Yeah. Sam Sam is my best friend and she tells me a lot of video game stuff and I I don't I don't always understand it. But <laughs> so I hope that was the right string of words to explain what she does. There we go. Shout out to Sam at mm -hmm. Wonder Hell Gaming. Go subscribe. Got all of these randomizers. I see Zelda, I see Mario. 1991. There we go. Good stuff. Um, so I, speaking of YouTube, yes, I I wanted to talk a little bit about this Article 13 stuff mm -hmm. that is happening. Um, I I didn't know anything about this until like two days ago. Yeah. Same. Uh, I'm guessing you didn't really know much about it until you saw the links that I I posted in the in the thing. Um, Maybe you saw you, something. But. YouTube has that like community kind of post feature where it's like uh, channels that yeah. do like text posts and updates and polls and things like that. And I think some channel I'm not even subscribed to, but I have watched a couple of videos from. So YouTube's like, check a look at their posts. Was talking about it, and my guy. I don't have any context for this. I don't get it because it's mostly a European thing. Yeah, and I exactly. think I just don't follow a lot of European channels. So th this didn't really c come to my attention initially. I woke mm -hmm. up uh, and saw on Twitter that this guy that I follow, uh, who's a Twitch streamer, um, was like, "Well, I guess I'm out of a j j j j job," and I, I didn't really understood what that meant at the time and then i think he, uh, later in the day he uh retweeted something about article 13 but i, I saw that you know the, 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 those words article 13 mm -hmm. uh and then recently i've been listening to a number of recent episodes of the dude soup podcast from funhouse okay and, uh <laughs> they i really hope they are recording live from a jacuzzi every episode <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm sure they would be totally up for that. <laughs> um, but then, so I, 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 I've known who Funhouse is for a long time. Never really got into their their thing. They're kind of a bit of an offshoot of Rooster Teeth mm -hmm. kind of thing. Um, and so I again, it was one of those things. Like I'm all right. I'm just finally gonna go check out their content. Um, and I did, and I started with a number of episodes of the Dude Soup podcast. The first one I listened to, I, uh, I, I, I watched on YouTube, um, and the, I forget what the thumbnail was. Let's see here. Um, it, I, it was something about not being able to do memes and the thumbnail was SpongeBob. Mm -hmm. That's all I remember right now. Um. Let's see if I can find out what video it is. But 
basically in that video they were talking about article 13 and all of mm-hmm. that stuff but th- they that episode was from a couple weeks ago um so it was before this article 13 stuff passed and then you know i had woken up that day to be like oh it has passed oh they're talking about article 13 i'm actually gonna Mm -hmm. pay attention uh so from a month ago funhouse uh has a video called uh there's a meme ban threatening the (laughs) internet there is not Dude, dude soup podcast number 215 um and so I literally listen up, and it's fascinating stuff of mm-hmm. what this is. Uh, it's all it has to do with like a ref, uh, like new copyright law within the EU, mm-hmm. um, and it's it from what I understood, it's basically the the new law is making it so that big companies such as youtube or twitter or twitch or something like that uh will now be responsible for any copyrighted material on their platform mm-hmm. um which the way things basically work now is they're they you know they wipe their their hands free it's like this is not on us it is on yeah. you the user you mm-hmm. know, if if someone else like if we have some kind of disney mickey mouse thing happening on our sh- our sh- our stream and we don't yeah. own the rights to it disney can be like hey t- take that down and youtube has to be like hey they told you to take that down you mm-hmm. should take it down but youtube is kind of the middleman there yeah th- th- this new law is p- putting all of the liability on companies like youtube Mm-hmm. So if we upload copyrighted material, a clip of a movie or something like that, it's not us who would get in trouble. It's YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of lawsuits and stuff like that. And they can work with companies and stuff like that. But smaller companies like uh, us, I, I guess we're not actually a company, but it, it works the same for content creators mm-hmm. um they're usually a lot more risky because we probably didn't go to disney and be like hey bob Iger, you want to <laughs> oh i'm happy you know the name of the um, current disney ceo <laughs> yeah just like hey bob bobby come on <laughs> um but but it, it's it, it it's at its most extreme could be yeah memes would basically get banned like you couldn't do that in the eu on twitter if you wanted to make a meme of spongebob like that spongebob meme where he's like what? Mm-hmm. Uh, like that like you couldn't do that twitter would have to automatically ban it before it gets posted and so stuff like that wouldn't happen mm-hmm. um and so all of the, the, this stuff is like mind blowing that they would have to preemptively block it in the EU, which means a, like a lot of the c- content creators in the EU are kind of like, well, now what the fuck do we do? Because mm-hmm. we can't really make this content, especially video g- gamers and like pe- people who make let's plays and stuff like that. Because 
they don't own the copyright to the, you know, all of that stuff. Uh, and the Let's Play community kind of blew up before a lot of the companies yeah. really knew what to do with it. So they were just like, eh, it's, it's fine, I guess. Um, there's no real legal precedence to to be like well you can't i mean they they ultimately can be like cease and desist you cannot mm -hmm. do this we own the copyright but it it the internet is still kind of the wild west and we're yeah. j -j -j starting to get into the thing of like well we need to rein everything in and do that and it's it's weird what, 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 what are your th thoughts now that you've looked at this some <laughs> Uh, it makes sense in theory as like a big long-term picture. Like it'll be a company dealing with another company. It's not like one, one user who uploaded a movie review having to fight against Sony pictures or something like that. Mm -hmm. But everything will have to be very carefully screened and they're just are not systems in place to handle that efficiently. Like now yeah. some channels have to have their videos just like screened by YouTube before it's let out there. Mm -hmm. Not like, I don't know if it's like now you can't let it out or, Oh, we're going to determine if the rating you put on the video yourself is really true and appropriate. We're sort of here to double check what you're doing. The systems that are in place now for that to happen, that could take eight hours or 12 or 24. But when, it's happening to so many more people and the checks have to be so much more careful because there is way more money at stake. And, you know, who knows yeah. how often this will be enforced, but the fines could be quite larger than if you want to upload a video. It's like, well, uh, we have a lot of videos we have to check very carefully. So instead of being a 12 hour turnaround, uh, it's going to be a 36 hour turnaround. Yeah. So to, to be a little bit more specific... Uh, according to BBC.com, uh, let's see, Chris Fox writes that Article 13 is part of the new EU copyright directive that covers how online content sharing services should deal with copyright protected content such as television programs and movies. Mm -hmm. uh, it refers to services that primarily exist to give the public access to protected works um let's see here's a blah 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 what does article 13 say um let's see it is not blah blah blah, blah. so article 13 says content sharing services must license <laughs> copyright protected material from the rights of, from the rights holders uh if that is not possible and material is posted on the service the company may be held liable unless it can demonstrate it made best efforts to get all you know <laughs> blah 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 and i just, work for a european client and every bit of documentation they give us sounds like that my entire and this yeah. is why and, like, my whole job is worrying about turnaround times. Like, how fast can you get that manuscript moving through the editorial process? Mm -hmm. And so that was what jumped to my mind. Like, oh, whoever is already part of YouTube just sort of checking videos that are being posted, your workload is going to blow up and your well, they, turnaround times are going to go they down. They already have thousands <laughs> of people 
em- mm-hmm. employed to and it's do still that. not really enough like the thing not about really. these these copyright strikes is that sometimes something will get flagged as a false positive there's not really anything wrong with it but like the algorithm that has to check all of these things before a human being could ever get to it just misidentifies something and like turns off all of your uh, monetization for your videos. You've actually had that happen once on the mm-hmm. channel, and it was because Paul was singing the Lion King song. The, what? He, he can recognize and, Paul? And he, he was like, I, I, Paul, I love you to death if you're listening to <laughs> Hi, this, Paul. but you're not a good singer. Well, <laughs> at least in that moment, you were not singing well. <laughs> But it was well enough that whatever their algorithm is or whatever YouTube person behind the scenes happened to be listening to our stuff, caught it and and flagged it. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't do anything and were not monetized anyway. But still, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just like, really? Like... Yeah, this on, happened recently with a uh, a music channel I follow that posts uh, indie music, mm-hmm. and it's all music they have like they've found indie artists and they have dealt with them and they've gotten the rights to compile their music into a video. Like, okay, here's more of the best new indie music you're gonna get this month or something like that. They put those videos on a lot because they're just like good chill stuff to have in the background while I'm working or reading or whatever. It's not the sort of thing you actively watch. Like, I had no idea, like, who was behind it or who made it. Yeah. But I was subscribed to it, so I got these posts in my my YouTube feed, and they're saying, we got our monetization turned off. We got, struck, we got stricken with something. We are all completely above board, and this is such a time-consuming thing, and it ends up getting us so many views. We are able to make this our living, but if we don't have the monetization, there goes right. our living. They're like, we're trying to contact YouTube, trying to figure out like exactly what happened because the notice we got wasn't specific and we just need to find a person. And it got all turned around in like five days or so. But that's five days where somebody is very worried about their livelihood. And yeah, like that's happening already. And if there's going to and if everything is to be checked that much more carefully, like people are the they're not going to upload anything or if they do try to upload it, it's going to be a fight to get a real person to sit down and dig through just all of this volume. Like, okay, all right. The computer looked at it wrong. I'm sorry. It's fine. There you go. Well, it's, it's not only that, but they're like, it would also call for YouTube to block that content. for The people in the UK, yeah, uh, so in, like I the, could watch one of these in, videos, in but my yeah. friend in England couldn't. Yeah, so uh, like a lot of streamers or content creators outside of the EU would now lose their a- audience in the EU if they're doing let's play streams or stuff like that, you know? Um, so it's it's wild stuff. The other thing that I'm going to say, there's also something in, in here, again, from BBC.com. Um, let's see. This one is by Zoe Kinnaman, I believe. Um, and Zoe's talking about Article 11, which is, you know, another one of these copyright reform stuff. 
Uh, and it says, it's taken several revisions, blah, 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 is now up to member states, blah, blah, blah. The two, uh, the two clauses causing the most controversy are known as Article 11 and Article 13. Article mm -hmm. 11 states that search e engines and news aggregate platforms should pay to use links from news websites. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, so <laughs> if Google doesn't feel like paying, then all of the news websites just wouldn't show up in the search results. You know, like it, it just like it's like what? What is Who this? Who is this Which, for? Who does this help? But, but, but by the way, the episode of Dude Soup was entitled something about the meme band, but I believe since then it's come out that memes are excluded specifically because <laughs> it's such a small instance of this thing. I don't know. But yes, you'd be like, flagged it's... for a movie clip, but not like just a gif. Yeah, who knows? I don't know, but yeah, it, it just it's it like they're the whole thing was just like wow, that's fascinating that that would even happen, or they would even think that like that that would be good. Or I yeah, mean, I, like I, the the one good thing that they're trying to do is limit these bigger corporations from like, uh, just having complete control of everything that we see and you know all mm -hmm. all, all of that stuff. They want to put the control control back into the hands of the creators is ultimately what they're doing or what they're trying to do, but. In this case, those creators, I'm mm -hmm. using air quotes, would pr most likely end up being a short list of other giant corporations like Disney or, mm -hmm. or, or uh, Nintendo or, you, you, you know, something like that of like those would be the ones that have some like have more of a potential to have a partnership with YouTube mm -hmm. to be like, hey, it's okay to put our stuff on here or stuff like this. Mm -hmm. But then again, for like smaller content creators, like it, it just seems like there's so much more of a liability there because you don't really know what this one person is going to do or this one smaller t t mm -hmm. team is going to do. Who knows? But uh, it's it's a I ways it's off. Fascinating. Yeah. And I think this is like I said, I kind of get it as a big pictured theoretical thing. Oh, this sounds like this will be a disaster when put into yeah. practice, though. So hopefully I don't, everything gets fine tuned in a much more agreeable, convenient way for actual human beings to work with. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Oof. Who knows what all that stuff is? Um, moving on mm -hmm. from that, though, you've been playing a Star Wars RPG. Uh, I played says. one test game of a Star Wars RPG so far. Uh, my two brothers and my nephew and I have done some one-shot RPGs with each other, and it's really fun. Mm -hmm. We were an interesting group together to play a game. Because you've got my nephew who is, he's almost 20, which is bogglingly old. 
<laughs> How dare he? Because that makes me even older. <laughs> I know. He's like my. Normally, it's when my younger brother makes the game, my older brother and me and the nephew play. And we listen to a lot of live play RPG podcasts like we get how to do it. And our nephew's just like, okay, he just rolls on in with a lot of real bonkers ideas. (laughs) He's a wild card. He's so much fun. We did a test game of uh, Star Wars Edge of the Empire is the name of this RPG system. Okay. Okay. Jams ran it for us. The rest of us played with just these pre-made characters. Like we had a portfolio of like six of them we could pick from. I was like the classic human rogue smuggler, which was fun. That's not the sort of character I usually play. (laughs) So it was a neat change. And like our nephew was the Wookiee. And like there's a scene where we all run into uh, a cantina like we're hiding out from somebody who's looking for us and we all have to like blend in and my nephew's like okay um i am going to lie down on the floor like i am a bearskin rug (laughs) a wookie skin rug like okay uh well the role says you do that so i guess you do that (laughs) it was fun was was he was he like guys? I'll lay here and they won't know that I'm not a rug, and then I'll scare them. <laughs> it was something like that. Yeah, it was it was a fun game. I like how Edge of the Empires plays. I think the way it organizes your stats for you is pretty mm-hmm. helpful because that's the that's the trouble with some of these RPG systems is that they can get very big and very crunchy. Yeah. Like it's just so much data and statistics and math and charts. And uh, like, I'm not super into D and D. I know that's the big RPG and everyone's like, well, I want to, I want to get into playing D and D. And I'm like, it's, it's a bunch of numbers. There's less number based ones out there. You could try There's if you easier want. Easier ones. More yeah. like, Hey, here's you're you're a beginner. <laughs> yeah. But we are going, we, that was just like a pre-made test game we were playing. Sure. And now we're going to try doing a whole campaign. Jams is like, okay, uh, here's some background info for you guys. Make a character. And he sends us this huge, like, PDF. The, like, the Star Wars races. Yeah, he's like, okay, <laughs> you can play anything that's humanoid. So you can't play a hut. But basically anything with, like, two arms, two legs, a head basic humanoid stuff and this pdf has got like dozens of races in it and i've seen me all the star wars the rodians the twi'laks the the, okay okay twi'laks which one's a rodian see i don't know i know the big ones so let's start with the the twi'laks them i know know. those ones with the i know those ones the, the rodians are well, more yeah. yeah more uh I, I guess amphibious they 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 look more like a fish and they have the like eyes and more of like a beak not a beak mouth but like a i can't picture this uh okay these are the ones have to google it i'll pull one up on stream here for everyone else but uh you might these are the these are the ones on. i know the wookies the mm-hmm. Ewoks, the Twi'leks, uh, the Huts, um, the Gungans, and the the Mon Calamari. That's a whole yep. six. I I can't think of others. Well, there's the, you know, like a Tauntaun. That's a creature. 
Uh, there's the the sand people. What's his name? What's who's the guy that Han shot? A Greedo. That guy. He's a Rodian, I, I believe. Oh, thank you. Okay, see that helps. This is me Burita. with yeah. all fine. This is me with all there kinds is. of sci-fi. I don't get Burita. into the detail work. And he's telling us all these different kinds of robots. Like, you can be these robots and not these other robots. Like, I don't know these number codes. Which one's <laughs> the Alan Tudyk? Can I be the Alan Tudyk in Rogue One robot? Yeah. I lo I'm so lost. So I have to do a lot of research to figure out which one of these guys I even want to be. And at the end, I may just call it a day like, I'm just a human. I'm a galactic basic human. I'm sorry. Or 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 you can just pick a random one and go with that. Be like, I'm gonna do one I don't know. Yeah, I'm whatever a Togruta is. How's that spelled? Tog. T O G. R U T A. Uh they got a decent amount of brawn. I'm trying to read their stats. It's not giving me anything. Wait, a <laughs> so this just looks like a Twi'lek or Twi'lek, however you say there it. Is, a what's a Polis Masson? What? What's there's a Gank, a Gossam, a Godel, and a Gran. Uh, any one of those could be me. <laughs> this PDF let's didn't come with uh... pictures. Let's see what the Wikipedia says about the Torgruda. Uh, Torgrudas were a scient a sentient species from the planet Shili. Uh, they were characterized by their colorful skin tones, okay. large uh, montrals, and head tails, and white facial pigments. Then what, what was I thinking of? Oh, I'm lost. I'm real lost. I'm not bad about a Star Wars. I know a basic working amount about it. I probably know from the, like, your parents uh, who think it's about, like, light swords and the evil dad. Okay. Down to, like, very, very nerdy people. I'm probably, like, right in the middle. I know like a median amount of things about Star Wars. And I, I'm just I'm just lost. <laughs> now that I have to like really invest myself in the world and not just like watch <laughs> a pretty movie. Like I could oh, be a Mandalorian. So... I I could be one of them. That would Get be fun. like a cool helmet. Spray paint things. <laughs> okay, so what I was doing, I was confusing the Twi'lax with yes. the uh, fuck. What were the ones you said? The Tord Togren. The yeah, those ones. The Torg the Togrudas. Togrudas. Because um, fuck. My mind is just blanking out right now. Yeah, What's her name from the Clone Wars? Uh, Ahsoka. Yeah, she's a Torgruda or a Togruda. Okay. I'm looking at her on this thing. There she is. Doesn't help me. I'm still not helped. 
I've got my big kids book about Star Wars. I'm going to have to pull out and like <laughs> figure out what all these are. It is like the kids learning book. Like, you know, those books you get from the library when you're like 10 years old. And it's like everything yeah. you need to know about castles. Yeah, it's a bisection of a castle. Look at all the different parts of a castle and medieval knights and living in that time. It's that style of a book. It's that publisher. But it's Star Wars. Right. Like, I, I, think I, used I to need have to one. I need to start at this level. But it, it was before. I can't go higher. I, I, I think it was before all of the prequels came out. It was just like a, here's a, everything you need to know about Star Wars. Mine is from. Star Wars ships. It must have been something God. like that. Oh, they're, 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 am I going to have to learn boy things like what spaceships are called? Yes, I can't Ahsoka handle. Is baby. As, as uh, <laughs> she is, she's very sweet. Says. I can't keep spaceship details straight. I've never been able to. Never. I know the names of them. Like that's Serenity. She's a Firefly class ship. You ask me to put a number or a letter code in there, or like what it does. It's it, like its statistics. I, mean, you know I the, don't the know bet between an X-wing. And okay, I mean, you might not know, like, what the X. like an, an A wing and a Y wing look like. They look like the letters, presumably. Pretty much, the <laughs> the, the A wings are more of they're the bombers, I, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Uh, Luke drives an X wing. Yep, the 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 A wings and the Y wings and all of that stuff like w weren't like heavily featured main ships. They were like you 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 saw them from time to time in the movies. Uh, and I remember in like Star Wars Rogue Squadron, you got to like p play at, you know in them and stuff like that. Um, but I think the A wings were the bombers. <laughs> If I remember correctly. A wing interceptor. Wikipedia uh, was a wedge-shaped starfighter manufactured by blah blah blah, which took design inspiration from Republic uh, starfighters of the Clone Wars, based on the original R twenty-two prototype. Blah blah blah. I guess it's a starfighter, an interceptor. Who would have known? Who would have thunk? Don't, these don't mean anything to me. It's like when I go the to my parents' house and my dad is oh, watching shit. all of his, like, motorhead, like, in the garage shows. We're like, we're gonna, we're gonna refinish a classic car. Like, he watches so many of those things. Yeah. I'm like, this, I, I, it's going, in, I know what a wheel is. I like that color. That's a nice shade of red. I can't hold on to it. And I feel like I'll be trapped in the same environment again. But they'll be like, it's Star Wars. You like sci-fi stuff. And I'm like, stop yelling numbers and letters at me. I don't know what these do. Just let me play the game. <sighs> there you go. That's fun stuff. When are you well, like, uh, going to do the actual game? Because you just said you did the test run thing um i i think in a couple of weeks we are meeting to do our character building okay and then we will do it when we can do it 
I might also be uh, part of an a classic D and D campaign. One of my friends is doing, cool. which would be nice. Like I, I have said, I'm not great at D and D. It's too many numbers for me. But I've only played it like one game at a time sporadically. And I'm like, well, maybe if I had like a real campaign where I met like once a month, once or twice a month or something, I would actually remember how all the numbers go from time to time. That might have been my you, weakness in the past. You need like you, you need your you need your DM to be like previously on Lost. And then he, then I will just make like, him do here's, that. Yes, here's what we all he has watched Lost. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh! Yes. I told you. Um, I'm gonna be a bridesmaid in a friend's wedding coming mm-hmm. up soon. I went to her bridal shower last weekend. How'd that go? Uh it was nice. I got to meet her family, a couple of the other brides people. Uh. I'm I'm slowly settling in there. I got my dress. I got my shoes. It's a good starter kit. I was looking at her registry, and they had registered for the D&D beginner's kit. I'm like, well, that's what you're getting, obviously. And they're like, you're going to DM this for us, right? And I'm like, oh, no, I'm not. But if you really need somebody, I could bring in another friend. Just don't make me run the thing. I'm not that smart. <laughs> yeah, I, I got them a D&D beginner's kit and a there gift card to the local comic and gaming store Sweet. for their wedding as adults. Sometimes you need to do that stuff. Ain't nothing wrong with going to a comic book store when you're an adult. Yeah, they like, like magic. They, they can go buy magic together. I had friends that got married a couple years ago. And they registered for two matching Star Wars Nerf guns. So that's what I got them. That's how and you my do mom's it. like, but they can't use those in their home. You wouldn't get them like towels. Towels are always nice. I can't believe you did this. And I'm like, mom, that's what they wanted. They put it on the list. Two matching. Let them have fun, fun in their marriage. Let them shoot each other with toys. I was trying to get me to buy people towels. <laughs> they can get their own towels. Um, I think that is almost about it. A little bit of housekeeping. Yeah. Uh, if you guys also listen to one of our other shows, The Review Show, uh, this, this coming Sunday... Uh, is when we will be recording that by time this episode goes out to the public yeah. uh, on podcast feeds. We will have already recorded it. But uh, the next episode uh, that we do of the review show uh, is going to be the last time we live stream it out to the public. Yes. Uh, it is our kind of weekly book club style podcast, uh, which is a lot of fun. And we absolutely want you guys to mm-hmm. join us and follow along at home on that. However, it doesn't really make for the best live streamed content if you haven't uh read the comic yeah, or seen the difficult movie to that wander into that one week. of them yeah uh. so uh that is going to be patron only live streams uh starting in april uh so this next sunday is going to be the, the last one that is uh put out there to the public um that being said, I think we also have a second episode of the Patreon exclusive yeah. um, review show stuff coming up soon. I think we are going to be recording that in the next week or so. Mm-hmm. 
Um, all of that stuff, if you, if, you, if you guys like this show or if you like the review show and want to support us, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can do all of that. Uh, that single dollar, that first tier uh, is where you can get access to the live streams and get all of our episodes early. Uh, and the $3 tier is where you can get all the exclusive content. And at the $5 tier, we will give you a shout out live on air, like right now. So thank now. you very much to Sam and Eric and Christine for supporting us at the $5 level. We appreciate it tons. You guys help keep all the lights on uh, and keeping us going. We appreciate it very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, that being said, we just p- put out an episode of the review show on Umbrella Academy season that one. That was a on fun Netflix. one. That was a fun one. It's actually been doing really well, uh, too, which is always encouraging to see that. Hey, it's gotten more downloads than usual. That's nice. Um, but that is a lot of fun. That being said, I guess we will be back next week. We will be. Melissa, where can the people find you on the magical interwebs? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyWit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And I am at Yo Kyle Springer on both Twitter and Instagram. You guys can find me on there. If you want updates for this show or any of the other podcasts that we do, uh, we are at The Whatnots on Twitter. It says it uh, which way? That way. Down there. Bottom of the screen. That way. Underneath <laughs> Melissa. Hi. Um, you guys can get updates there in case we do all of that stuff. Shazam is coming out soon, so I kind of want to do a episode of the Reactor Core on that. I don't know if mm. you're planning on Oh, I, I am. So yes. That would be fantastic. I've mentioned this to you multiple times. <laughs> you, you, you have, but it's one of those things where it, it was like a week ago. Two weeks ago. I don't know what your actual plans are from no, d- 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 We today. legitimately have made plans to go see Shazam, yes. Sweet. Uh, well, that is what we will do down the road. So be on the lookout for that as well. Follow us on Twitter at The Whatnots and we will update you about that. Uh, new episodes of this podcast come out every Monday. Again, if you want to get them early, patreon.com slash the whatnots and you can support us for a single dollar go like share subscribe sell your soul tell a friend tell a foe do everything all of that stuff we could use your help that would be great. all of it thank you give us all of your money mm-hmm. that would be fantastic uh that being said i guess this has been the end of uh episode <laughs> kyle it's I, been look, like I, four that being saids and i'm four, gonna have to cut you off here all right fine that's it <laughs> she fired Bar's me closed. I, d- no more of this p- 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 podcast except that we will see you next week <laughs> Adios, guys. bye, bye. <laughs>